Hi there, everyone. We are doing another follow-up, and this time it is on Garen and I's discussion on Revelation 21 and 22, and new heavens and new earth and what all that will entail. And so we're going to talk more about that today and maybe get into a few things that we couldn't get into on the stage due to time constraints on Sunday. But Garen, the first thing I wanted to ask you was, were you hesitant at all to talk about this, or are other churches hesitant too? Because... I don't remember my pastor ever talking about this growing up, and I don't see a lot of people rushing to talk about new earth. Yeah. And so, like, why are you tackling this, and why is nobody else, and is it that important to it, I guess? I guess I'm tackling it because it's important to me because it's it's in the Bible and it's biblical, and I think we need a full-orbed understanding of Scripture. And also because, like, I told my story, I just I bought the heaven narrative forever, and then when I read the end of Revelation, I'm just like, because I didn't know the Bible at all. I'm like, what? This it doesn't end. It ends on with heaven coming to earth. And so that that thought, that's always been important to me. Like, why was why how did our culture get this narrative? And again, I said it Sunday briefly, but it really comes from Greek thought came into the church in like the three four hundred A.D.s. And basically, Greek thought is their Platonism. It's all big words, but that spiritual is pure and good, that physical things are evil and bad. And so, and it's really that way in most religions. And so most religions, escaping this earth is the goal, getting to a place where it's only spiritual, there's no body, no bodies, there's no anything. And that's that's their view of what perfection is. And in the scripture, perfection is Eden and it's the shalom of, of a spirit in a body, that that's perfection. We belong on earth. We were created to be in bodies. It's the only faith that ends with people living on earth. It's the only faith that says we belong here. This place is good, but all the other religions have that, that split view that spiritual things are good and physical things are like are less good. That's why in all the other religions, you have the spiritual leaders, they don't eat much food, they dress in really poor clothes. It's all the denial of the physical, because they believe the physical is bad and only the spiritual is good. Mm. So to me, that's part of the reason we don't hear about new creation, is because that has influenced the church for a long time. And to me, it's time to get back to the Bible on that. Do you think other pastors just don't know? Like, about this, or they do, but it's not, they're scared to teach it, or like, I don't know, why don't I hear this shouted from the rooftops? Because it's really good news. I just feel like it's it's just been passed down. It's like so much of our knowledge. I can't learn, study everything, right? And I think just if you've grown up in church, you hear this, and it's been passed for generation after generation, and it's just what people think. And um, I had a conversation with a pastor, and he didn't know what to do with Revelation 21, 22, and he said in his mind he always just kind of put it in a box to the side because it didn't fit his view of living as a spirit floating in heaven forever and ever. And it's just, if it's what you're told, it's so easy to believe that. And hmm. Me, anybody. That's why we've got to be Bereans. We ask, constantly need to ask the question, does what I already believe or what I've been taught, does it fit the Bible? And if it doesn't fit the Bible, the Bible wins every time. And when you say we've got to be Bereans, you mean don't just take your word for it. Do your own research yep. and know God's word yep. to answer your don't questions. Don't take my word for it. Don't take the, your previous pastor's word for it. Everything that you've been taught, you accept it with eagerness, but you also examine it, see if it fits Scripture, and yeah. that the Bible wins every time. Yep. Um, there are really strong Jesus followers 
on a lot of different sides of the conversation of what will the end of days look like and what will that timeline be like. There's lots of people following Jesus well that will disagree on those things. So you're not here to tell us the end all be all answer to that question. If we were to say, Garen, what, what will the end of days look like? What is this timeline of the end of this world, the beginning of the new earth look like? You're not here to tell us exactly what you think and put your own spin on it. What you maybe could do for us is to give us a large like flyover, a loose timeline that we see in scripture is biblical, but maybe doesn't quite get into the weeds of all the little specifics that people want to tend to argue over. Could you just give us that big flyover timeline of of what the end of days will look like according to the Bible? Okay. So to me, the big flyover, like I had in that diagram, that when any of us die, we immediately, we talked about that, if I follow Jesus, I'm immediately in his presence, right? We do know from Scripture towards the end, when Jesus is getting close to his return, evil is going to really ramp up more than ever. So we'll just take that for granted, that it's, it's going to get it's going to get bad. But the big picture is, is that at some point, because this is what Romans 12 that I preached two weeks ago about, Jesus will return. His final return, he will defeat evil. And when he returns, he is going to raise all dead. We're told that all the dead will be raised and will stand before him. And judgment will happen. So resurrection of the dead and judgment. That if you have if you do not know him personally and have not accepted him, you go hell and everything is cast into the lake of fire. And that's where you that's where eternity is. If you do know him, he creates that new heaven and new earth, a new creation, and in my resurrected body, we're invited into that. That, to me, is the big picture. Evil gets bad, he returns, resurrection of the dead, judgment, new creation for those who know him forever and ever on this amazing creation full of his shalom that's this earth, but 10 times better because no junk, right? So what are the weeds, I mean, just quickly, what are the weeds that people get into on that where they have disagreements? Oh, the weeds would be like, uh, okay, so there's obviously, like I said, there's, evil's going to ramp up. People call that the tribulation. Well, does is there a rapture before that, in the middle of it, after it, or is there no rapture? And that's just kind of the weeds is like, is people are wanting to, to, to re- read Revelation like a playbook of the end, Yeah. and it's just not clear. So to me, I prefer to stick with the big picture which is Jesus is going to be victorious, and this is how it all ends. Why don't you get into the weeds on that? Why don't you get... Why aren't you one of these people who is super obsessed with that stuff and knowing exactly what's going to happen? Good question, because the church where I became a believer, they were into the weeds all the time. They had prophecy conferences, and almost everything that I was told never panned out. And I'm like, this is all speculation, and it's not that important. And then the other thing is I got to seminary, and I had a very strong view on tribulation and rapture and all that, and I had a classmate in my Greek class who took me to the bus station every day so I could go to work, and he shared his view, and it was different than mine. And I went to my Greek professor, who I was really starting to trust, and I said, hey, you need to talk to, to Mosley because he's like messed up on his end times. And he said, Garen, he said, you know what? He said, what matters is the pie, and the pie is Jesus is coming back, and if you know him, you're going to live forever in new creation. That's the pie. He said, he slices it a little bit different than you. Who cares how you slice it? It's it's pecan pie, and it tastes great. He says, quit worrying about how to slice it. Just focus on the big picture. And hmm. so since that time, that's where I've landed. It's hmm. like, I'm not going to get into all those debates on the minuscule detail things. Yeah, He's going to win in the end, and we're going to be with him a new creation. That's what matters. Amen. That's awesome. Okay, thank you. Let me ask you this, Garen. Um, what is my absolute last chance 
to trust in Jesus so that I can be a part of the renewal of all things. Like if we don't go straight to new earth when we die, if there is the state where we're, we're going to heaven, we're not ready for new earth yet. Is there a chance? Like if I died and didn't know Jesus where I could still make a choice after that and then be a part of the renewal? Or is it like my death is my last chance to know him? Like when's that cut off for me as a human being? Yeah, good question. And you, and this actually came from somebody, right? Yeah, somebody we, asked me this um, last night. We were chatting, and they wanted to know this answer. So um, I had my answer then, but we're going to kick it to you. So that's a great question. And I think you, we've probably all, if you've been around the church long enough, you've heard of the phrase intermediate state, right? Let's pretend like someone doesn't Hasn't know what that heard means. That? Okay, so an inter- intermediate means like an in-between time? Yeah. Right? So the idea in Scripture is that when I die, my soul goes one of two places. I either go directly to heaven, the presence of God, which we talked about, mm-hmm. or if I don't know Jesus, I go to hell, which is, those are both intermediate places that are intermediate till the resurrection of the They're dead. waiting rooms. And the final judgment. It's like a, yeah, a waiting room or maybe even a little more, because to me what hell is, is hell is like, um, I get convicted of a crime, I am guilty, Mm-hmm. And so I may sit in Lyon County Prison for two years till my final oh, hearing, okay. and then I get sent to the penitentiary, which right. is the final judgment. Yeah, you're sitting in the county jail until your trial is yeah. over, so and you're then still you get guilty. Sentenced. I'm not getting out of that. Yeah. So one scripture you you mentioned when we talked ahead of time, Rome, what Hebrews nine twenty seven. Hebrews 9, yeah, yep. It's pointed unto man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. Mm-hmm. And so once I die, I'm either in heaven or hell. If I'm in hell, that's just an intermediate holding place. Mm-hmm until resurrection, judgment, and then at which time hell and even hell is thrown into the lake of fire. So hell is just an intermediate thing, but no, there's no other chance. Once I die, I've, I made my decision in my life whether I wanted him or not. And as C.S. Lewis says, God says, your will be done. Mm-hmm. You didn't want me in life, so you right. don't get me Yeah, after. you make that choice. Very so helpful. I hope that was explained well. I think so too. Um, and those are things that people have questions about, so I'm glad we got to discuss it. I want to point to something else. In Revelation 21, 24, there's this phrase. It talks about the glory and the honor of the nations being present in new earth. And we didn't get to talk about that on Sunday, but we've talked about what that may mean. And it sounds really awesome. And it, it's one of those things that makes new earth sound infinitely cooler than what you learned about heaven in Sunday school. So could you unpack what that could mean? The glory and honor of the nations and of kings are present there in New Earth. What does that mean, and why is it cool? Yeah, let me throw that back to you. I want to hear first what what you say about that. So my understanding is that the New Earth will have um, these kind of dim reflections of the previous Earth in it, in that there will still be cultures present, and there will still be all the good things about how God's people lived in this Earth present in that one. So the the way ceviche from Peru tastes will yeah. be there, or um, the excitement of running with the bulls, or just things like that that existed in different cultures that brought God glory, that were really cool, that were enjoyed by people, will be there in their unbroken, renewed state for us to enjoy. Um, and so I don't know specifically what that looks like, but I think it adds to the richness and beauty of new earth, and I can't wait to see what yeah. exactly it does mean. Exactly. Like the beauty, the goodness of, of culture, because there's been culture created, so... Think of all, you know, being around internationals, you see all the ways dress, people dress. I mean, we all have seen that in different cultures and how right. cool and beautiful. Or even, I love, uh, sometimes Nelly and I will sit on the steps at my house on the wood floor and I'll do like, I don't do Scottish dancing, but I'll do drumming with my feet that's <laughs> right. like like clog dancing or something. Right, yeah. And she just loves that and she always applauds and like, 
you like we've gone to river dance, like that whole dance that comes out of Ireland, Scotland, the Celtic dance is so beautiful to watch, right? That that stuff, that's the glory of, of the nations. That's the beauty and that that stuff is going to be brought into it. Yeah. We're not just going to be all bland walking around wearing the same stuff that we're, we're still going to have reflections of our culture. Hmm. And that's really cool. So not just all white robes, everyone looks the same. Walking around on clouds. That's not it. Okay. Dang it. I was looking forward to that. <laughs> okay. Very last thing, Garen. This is just kind of a personal question for me. Um, if you could answer this. I think other people may think this too. I don't know or wonder it. But in New Earth, can you tell us a little about what we may be like as people? We know we will have bodies. Will I be able to like dunk a basketball? Will I know everything instantly? Will I be a genius? Will my body be in like perfect form? Like... Will I still be able to learn new things or try new things or be surprised by things? Or will I be like God where I know everything instantly? I mean, can you give me just a small picture of maybe that what, what that will look like for each person in New Earth? Yeah, I think the—actually, I'm going to do a series on work in the fall, and I'm actually going to try to answer that question somewhat. But packed in that those verses—and even today I read something in Revelation a little bit earlier— it keeps talking about we'll be a kingdom of priests and we'll reign with him and all of that. That's Genesis 1, 26 to 28 language of ruling over creation. So worship, you had mentioned worship is going on, but there's more than that. We're going to be reigning and we're going to be doing like priestly kinds of things, which I'll talk about more in the fall, but we're going to be doing stuff. And that means that reigning over creation, still subduing it means there's probably still discoveries. When he comes, there are things that haven't been discovered scientifically and that, yeah, we're not just going to become brainiacs and we know everything because we're still finite. Only God is infinite. So, yeah, will people continue to learn and discover new things about the creation, dig into it, understand atoms better? Um, I mean, there's there's something in that reigning and ruling and that priest language. There's something going on that we're not just sitting around on our touches, right? That mm -hmm. we're actually doing things and we're continuing that that creation mandate of Genesis 1. If in Matthew 19... Jesus' word that he, you know, he says the room of all things in Greek, the palingenesia, meaning Eden again. If we take that at face value to mean that God is getting back to Eden with us, you look at Eden and and Adam had a job to do, right? Yes, he did have a job. And he to needed do. a helper to, yes, he to do that job. And so if that holds true in New Earth, yeah, we will have jobs and we will we will serve a purpose towards a goal and we won't just be sitting around. So that is cool to think about. Well, and a quick quick preview, if you don't mind. I know we're getting a little long, but um, in Genesis 2, when he, he gives them two commands to, to work it and to care for it. And what's interesting is those are the same two words that are used in Exodus when God tells the priest what to do at the tabernacle. And so that, that they were actually, mm. that priestly function was in Genesis 1 and 2. And so when Revelation says we're going to function a priest, that's what it's talking about. We're still going to work it and care for it. We're mm. still going to be doing stuff with creation, and that's exciting, right? That is exciting. Okay, yeah, sorry, we went a little long on this one, but there's a lot to talk about. This is something that we loved talking about, and if you have more questions or want to talk more, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to, I mean, Garen or I, I think we all agree Garen probably knows more than I do on this by far, so email us or Garen or, or grab us, but this is so fun to talk about, so we're glad we got to start the conversation. Um, talking about identity next, is that next? On Sunday mornings? Uh, actually, not quite. We're a couple weeks away, okay. so we'll have to... We'll We're have in to the be, yeah. in intermediary we'll, we'll state. We'll be in the intermediary state for okay. a couple weeks. We still will do something, but... 
Okay. We'll see how that goes. We're excited. Guys, thank you so much for being with us, and we hope this was useful for you.